grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me remind you we are called by Christ to be the confessing church. We're called to gather, group, grow, give, and go. You may be seated as we listen to God's word today. Some of us, well, I should say some children, are dense, a little thick-headed. I didn't say any names. I know some of you are thinking about your siblings, anyone but yourself, right? But it's true, some children just happen to be dense, thick-headed, need a little reminder. I think I'm one of those, like, we need Hallmark to help us out. That today is a day to remember, wow, I didn't just beam up here from Star Trek. A stork did not deliver me. It was my mom. And my mom, who has given me love, and, and people like my mom, giving me motherly love, grandmas, aunts, friends of the family, have shown me love to get me to this place. Right? Yeah. Some of us are dense, and we need Hallmark to help us, so we're thankful for that. Um, you all know uh, that um, mothers, well, you know, you can finish this phrase. We could talk all day about mothers, and I won't, uh, because it's kind of an awkward thing, uh, because all of us have different experiences with mothers. But you can all finish this sentence, right? If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? Uh, because mamas have our best interest in mind, and how do we know? They tell us, right? They let us know. Uh, sometimes our moms are doing the very best, and they communicate very clearly, and we totally understand what they're saying. Sometimes, though, there's miscommunication. I want to share a little uh, texting snippet with you. Some of you text with your mom or uh, with other people in your life, and sometimes it's clear as about, other times not so much. So here's one that's not so much clear. The mom writes to the daughter and says, Hey, honey, I just want to make sure you're going to come for Easter dinner. I'm making a ham. And the, the daughter writes back, um, yeah, of course, Mom, I'll be there, and I'm bringing drugs. And the mom writes back, over my dead body, right? No way are you bringing drugs into my house. And the daughter writes back, wow, Mom, uh, chill. Uh, I meant to say I'm bringing Doug. And she's like, well, why didn't you just say so, right? I don't know if you can appreciate that, but here's the thing. The mom could have just gone along with it, and, oh, you're bringing drugs. Well, I don't really support that, but I don't want to offend you and say anything about it. No. Mama, this mother, had the kid's best interest in mind, so she's going to speak up, right? It's a good thing when a mom or someone else like that speaks to us something that's true that's going to help us, right? Even if we don't always want to hear it, and sometimes if it... Uh, it comes across the wrong way. We still want to hear it. It's a good thing that mom speaks to us, right? If, let's just say, your mom didn't speak to you because she was so mad at you, that would be bad, wouldn't it? Has anyone ever gotten silent treatment from your mom or from a sibling or from a coworker? Maybe you giving someone else a silent treatment because of something they did to you that was so bad. And you just can't even bear to talk to them, right? You know how tense it is when that person that you're in a relationship with won't talk to you. It is so tense. It'd be easier if they just came right out with it and told you how they felt, right? 
Or you know how it is when you're holding them inside and you're mad that you're not going to say anything to that person. Silent treatment. Who likes it? Anybody? Who doesn't like it? Thank you. Yeah. We don't like the silent treatment. Even if what the other person is going to say is hard to hear, we want to hear it. Right? And so it is with God. How much more with God? We want to not have the silent treatment from God. Right? Sometimes we might get excited, you know, hopefully none of us, but, you know, for the things we've done in our relationships that someone else is not going to talk about. Think about this, though. The way we've offended one another that we just confessed a few moments ago, all of those things against the other person is ultimately against God. God is holy and infinite and just and righteous and jealous, and He will not share we could say his lovers with anyone else. He wants our soul devotion. Uh, King David said after sinning against multiple people, in fact the whole nation, he said, against you and you only have I sinned, God. Obviously he did sin against others, but ultimately our, our sin is against God. So God is right to give us the silent treatment. We don't normally think that because God is love, but God rightly could give us the silent treatment. No one likes that though, right? We don't want to have a silent treatment from God. We also, not only it's right if we would get the silent treatment from God, in some way, and I'll share this with you, and if you don't catch it, I apologize. It's kind of, I'm having a hard time formulating it just right. Um, but in some ways, we go after things that will give us the silent treatment. Let me try to explain. Oscar's going to read uh, from Psalm 135, and uh, this is... Psalm 135, verses 15 to 18. And the context here is a little bit different than where we are. Uh, we are not surrounded literally with statues that people worship, but in their context, they were. So, Oscar, can you read those three verses? The idols of ages are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak. They have eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Nor is there any breath in their mouth. Those who make them become like them. Thank you, Oscar. He says here that idols are mute. Obviously, if you were to make a statue out of gold and bow down before it, would you expect it to talk to you? You'd be pretty surprised if it did, right? Um, it's not real. It's not a real thing. It's not worthy of your devotion, right? So we don't have idols like that. But we can have idols that we are fear, things we fear more than we fear God, or things that we crave more than we crave God, things that we trust in to help us more than we trust God. Those are our idols, a little bit harder to see. And here's the, the, the thing about this, the last part that Oscar read, it says, those who worship idols, mute, silent treatment idols, those who worship them will become like them. So if our ultimate allegiance is to something that is not real and life-giving, we'll become like it. It's a scary thought, isn't it? If we worship something that's giving us the silent treatment, we'll end up with the silent treatment. You can call it whatever you want. In the Bible, they call it Sheol, that's the Hebrew word, or pits, Gehenna, um, outer darkness, hell, right? And that, all those things are not made for people. Those are reserved for the devil and his angels. But if we worship idols, 
who give us the silent treatment will have the silent treatment. Oh, that's all bad news, isn't it? Well, I hope it makes a thirst in us for something else. Not the silent treatment from God, not the silent treatment from our idols, but rather, just like it's good when mom speaks, or can be, it is good when God speaks. Amen? We need to understand that we have here a big book, and we think, ooh, it's a little overwhelming. Uh, can't quite ingest all of that. Um, it's too much for me. So we don't think it is good when God speaks, but it is. Turn your gospel reading to John, the, the gospel reading where Jesus, this is really Hanukkah, uh, the festival of lights. Uh, it's Christmas, so the, the timing of the year is different. But Jesus says some amazing things here that apply to us today for Good Shepherd Sunday and Mother's Day. Look at verse 27. He says this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So think in the terms of God could give us the silent treatment, or we have sought after things that we're going to get the silent treatment. How much different is it to say, My sheep hear my voice? Is God silent? No, absolutely not. This is good news for us. And it's good news for all the world. So he says, my sheep hear my voice. So just stick with me for a minute. Jesus talks a lot about hearing. He says, uh, whoever has ears, let him hear. Raise your hand if you have ears. And if you're not, you may wake up. Elbow your neighbor, because they probably have ears, right? He says, whoever has ears, let him hear. Everybody. But then he says also, be careful how you hear. Everyone say that. Be careful how you hear. Well, how should we be careful about how we hear? Take a look earlier in this text at verse uh, 24. Some Jewish people, they gather around him and say, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you're the Christ, tell us plainly. And then Jesus said in verse 25, I told you, and you do not believe. So they heard Jesus' words, but they didn't believe. And he goes on and says, the works that I do, so not only did I tell you I'm the Christ, and not only am I doing works that prove it, it's he goes on and says, well, you don't believe. So how should we be careful about how we hear? How should we hear? Okay. Hearing with faith. Hearing with faith. And then he goes on and says, because you all are not of my sheep, and we can pause and almost lament this, because there are some who are not his sheep. So that begs the question, well, how, how do I get to be his sheep? How is it that I get to hear his voice and be known by him and follow him? Well, how do I get that? He said, you guys have heard, and you have seen the works. Here right now it's the resurrection of Jesus is the ultimate work of God. So how do we believe? How do we get that? Do we just decide? Yes and really no. In, in Sunday school about a month ago, maybe a little longer, I shared a picture of a, a dead raccoon uh, on the side of a road. And then it's kind of this joke where people will come along and they'll get a balloon and it says, get well soon on it, right? Well, is that raccoon, raccoon going to get well soon? Take it easy, raccoon. No, it's getting bloated. It's dead. It can't. Now, take that image of the raccoon that's not going to get up with a balloon on it, get well soon, and replace it with a sheep instead of a dead raccoon on the side of the road. And I'm sorry to be so uh, 
uh, dark, gross, on Mother's Day. I am so sorry. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> we'll replace that with a dead sheep, but it's not all bad. It's not going to stay dead. Uh, it comes along and it miraculously gets up. Because it decided to, today was a good day, I'm going to wake up. No, it's dead. There's something powerful that makes it alive. And you all know this. This is what Jesus said. And these are words that we rejoice in. A couple chapters earlier, John 5, I'll just read it to you. Jesus said this about his voice. He said this, Truly I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes, him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment. He will not bear, this is my words, he will not bear the silent treatment, but has passed from death to life. And then he says, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Will live. So that dead sheep on the side of the road, take that bad image out of there, that bad image out of there. That's really you. That's really me. We're that dead sheep. We just can't get up. Until we hear the voice of Jesus. In the next chapter, John 11, Jesus goes and visits his dead friend, Lazarus, who's been in the tomb for a couple of days, maybe three or four. And he goes to the tomb, they roll the, the, the stone away, and I like the King James where it says, Lord, by now he's stinking. Yeah, he's not in a good place. As we said in our confession, there's no help in him. But Jesus' vo voice, he's with a loud voice, he says, Lazarus, come out. And that's the prefigurement of what he does for all of us in faith and in the last day. We can rejoice because he says, come, come out. It's only his voice, his word that makes us alive. Amen? Amen. All right. So because of that, it's a good thing when God speaks to us, right? Total opposite of the silent treatment. God speaks to us and his word makes us alive. So right now we're talking about the 5G, gather, group, grow. How do we grow as a Christian? We grow in God's word and prayer. Jesus here says, I, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So how do you grow as a little sheep? You grow by hearing his voice. So I just want to encourage you as I wrap up, this word it seems overwhelming and it seems almost like your mama getting on your case like it's so much but it's all good it's all light it's what God uses us uses to make us alive uh, Jesus says uh, my sheep hear my voice and I know them just pause for a second and rest in this wherever we are think of Psalm 23 that, that Peter read a minute ago that we all said back we're known by our Lord. Let's, for a moment, just take out the Lord. What would we be left with without the Lord in the Lord is my shepherd, that song? We'd be left with these things. My, I shall want, me, me, my soul, me, I, shadow of death, evil, my, my, my. So, if we take the Lord out of Him speaking to us, in His Word to us, we're left with turning in on ourselves. Ernie likes to say, how do you say Ernie? In curvatus in se. Is that right? That's Latin for turned in on ourselves. 
Unless we're hearing God's voice, we end up turned in on ourselves. But that's not what he wants. He wants us to follow him, right? Follow him in faith. So um, I'll just end with this, actually, two quick things. Um, we, God asked us to follow him by faith. Um, go to YouTube and search Palestinian Shepherd. This is probably something that would be familiar to the, the people Jesus was talking to. Uh, I watched a video about these six or seven different flocks that would come to the watering hole. I guess it was like happy hour for the sheep. They're all drinking the water. And all the sheep are mixed up. And they're like, well, what's going to happen? How are they going to get where they need to go? Well, the shepherds just kind of back up and they say something like this. Come, sheep! And that, whatever voice that shepherd had, and then before you know it, this dumb little sheep over there and that dumb little sheep over there, raise your hand, everybody. We start to get up, and they get up and they follow that one. They separate themselves, and they know their master, and they follow him. He takes care of them. And that's what our Lord does. He says to us, come, sheep. So I encourage you, when he says come, make a plan to follow him. Today we're focused on, on this, on this word. Um, get yourself a Bible. If you don't have one, you can understand. Before I was a Christian, I tried to read the Bible and King James, and it was really, really hard. So get a version that works for you. We have a bunch of Bibles out there. We're giving away a couple of different versions. Take one home or take them around and pass them out. Give them to your friends. There's um, life in the Word. Um, so make a plan to read God's Word. I, I, did I say this already? That how do we grow? It's really simple. Uh, read your Bible and pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Have you heard that before? Yeah. Let me end with this quote from J.I. Packer. Just to, as another, I guess this is a heavy, um, another warning to encourage us to actually read this word. He says this, If I were the devil, one of my very first aims would be to stop folk from digging into the Bible, knowing that it's the word of God, teaching men and women to know and love and serve the God of the Lord. I should do all I could to surround the Bible with spiritual equivalent of pits, thorn hedges, and man traps to frighten people off. So let me just say, don't let anything frighten you from God's word. Don't let anything stand in the way of you hearing his voice every day. Because it's a good thing when he speaks to us. Amen? Amen. amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. Having heard God's word, we want to confess our faith. Uh, it's, the creed that we will use is the Nicene Creed. It's printed on the back, inside cover of the Lutheran service book. If anyone needs one, I have one extra copy. Anyone need one? Um, so please stand as you're able and we'll confess our faith in our Lord. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. 